0: Well, Happy New Year once again. It is the second Sunday of 2023. Can you believe it? I want to talk with you here in the next few moments on the subject, This is Different. (laughs) We're, We're continuing on in our extraordinary series where we're looking at how God takes ordinary people, and does extraordinary things in and through them as we study the book of Acts. And today, this is different. <laughs> the, the last few years, I think you could look around and say, this is different. You're probably looking at that time when everything was shut down and you're like, this is different. But but I wonder, as we follow God, as we've accepted Jesus into our lives as Lord and Savior, and as we step onto the pathway of purpose and destiny, do we really look at things and say, this is different? Because we need to become different. And we're now going into Acts chapter 8, beginning here in verse 1 it says, and Saul approved of their killing him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered. They were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, what's going on here? You see, we are introduced to Saul before he became Paul at the stoning of Stephen. When Stephen was, was being killed, Many think that, that that Saul was in charge of that because it says that they came and they laid down their coats at his feet. You see what's happening is, is Saul was on the hunt. He was on the hunt for the followers of Jesus, for the believers, for the Christians. You ever watch Animal Planet? and you see these animals (laughs) out in the wild, and they're on the hunt for prey? Well, that's that's what Saul was doing. Have you noticed that is what's happening in our world today? People are on the hunt for followers of Jesus, trying to cancel, trying to quiet followers of Jesus. There is a movement today that teaches people Attack if you disagree. So attack if you don't agree. And so what's happening is religious freedom is under attack. Freedom of speech is under attack. And so we look at it and we're like, this is so different than we're used to. It's different. And so many of us, we struggle with different. (laughs) We want the same. And yet it's different. You see, they, they had seized Stephen. They, they had brought him before the Sanhedrin, and they began to lie about him. Isn't it amazing how how when people can't get you with the truth, they'll make things up? Have you ever just been walking, and maybe it's dark out, and you know, you're walking, and maybe up to your front door or wherever, and all of a sudden you walk through a through a spider web <laughs> and you're like, ah, you know, you're like, it's like all over you. That's what it's like when all of the sudden you're just living your life and you're walking through a web of lies where, where it's not spiders, but, but it's people. And you're like, I'm just, all of these lies. Walking in God's truth does not mean you will not walk through people's lies. It is challenging in the season (laughs) that we're living in to to discern what what is truth and and what is a lie. What what I'm hearing right now, is is this fact or is this propaganda? And so many people today, they justify the means because of the end and we're like, wait, hold on. And it's amazing because as Stephen is being stoned, he actually prays, he he prays, he says, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Now, I don't know about you, but if people were in the process of killing me, (laughs) throwing actual rocks at me, I don't think that's what I would be praying. This reminds me of Jesus hanging on the cross, saying, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. This is how I want to live my life, where I'm full of compassion, not just full of anger because of what they're doing to me. And persecution broke out against the church at that time, which is happening today, and what happened at that time i believe is happening today where the church in a sense goes underground you see they tried to sink the church but it actually ended up spreading the church they came in as exterminators like just looking at like we're trying to trying to kill these these insects the the these bugs that that are spreading this disease the the message of jesus but rather than extermination, it was expansion. I want you to know that God can take an attack against us and use it as an advancement for us. But we need to embrace that this is different. We, we now jump to Acts chapter 9. And in verse 3, we read, As he neared Damascus... This is once again, Saul. He's he's nearing Damascus on his journey. Suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, (laughs) Saul, his name twice. Why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go to the city and you will be told what you must do. Have you been knocked down in life? Maybe in your career, you've been knocked down and you're on the ground. Maybe in a relationship, you've been knocked down and you're on the ground. Maybe with what's all going on in our economy and inflation you you're like my in my finances i i've been knocked down and what i've discovered is that christians followers of jesus we love to blame it on the devil <laughs> we're like get behind me satan we we blame we blame it all on the devil but i wonder is it the devil or is it divine you see sometimes God is, he's not in the wind. He's not in the earthquake. He's not in the fire. (laughs) Like Elijah, it's that that still, small voice. The still, small voice of God. And yet other times, (laughs) you're like, it is like flashing lights. It is like being knocked down. Because God can get loud. If God wants to get your attention, God will get your attention. <laughs> He's like, listen, I've got a plan for your life. Listen, I've got a purpose for your life. The, the road you're on right now, the direction you're heading, what you're embracing right now as purpose is not what I have for you. I have something greater for your life. Divine disruptions are often direction for our lives. Maybe what you think is a disruption, is a distraction, is actually God's direction for your life. But we need to like realize and embrace that, that this is different. The, the men who were traveling with Saul, they, they stood there speechless because they heard the sound but they didn't see anyone. <laughs> they were at the same place at the same time, but they had a different experience. A few years ago, Lindsay and I, we went to the Guns and Roses GNR concert down in San Diego. And it was such a fun time. We took two friends with us and and it was amazing. Like, we went to this concert and it's like you went back in time. It was like it was 1989 again. The way other people were dressed, it's like, wait, uh, the way their hair was like, this is like. it was such a fun time. And the concert, we're talking like two and a half, three hours. We were rocking out the whole time. We were loving it. But then looked at the people we took with us who weren't like fans from back in the day, and they were, they were looking at their watches thinking, is this thing almost over? They were at the same place at the same time, but they were having a different experience. Uh, how true is that? even in church, even online right now, where where someone is joining right now and God is working on your heart and God is doing something deep within your life and maybe someone else right now is looking at their watch thinking, how long is he gonna talk to us for? It's a different experience. And so Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, He could see nothing. So they led him by hand into Damascus. Isn't this amazing that the same individual who was going house to house with with his hands dragging people out into prison is now having to be led (laughs) by his hand, by others, into Damascus? Life has a way of, of humbling us. Here's the thing, real encounters with God, I'm talking real encounters, change everything. They they will reach you deep within your life. Uh, I'm talking about an experience within you, not just an experience around you. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Lindsay and I, we we love to eat. We love to go to restaurants. We actually plan our vacations around the restaurants we want to eat at. And, and sometimes we'll we'll watch TV shows about the chef. And, and you can watch the show and, and see how he prepares the dishes and, and see where he or she gets the inspiration from and, and see the garden she has outside. And we 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 can see all this, but But that's not the same as going to the restaurant and having the dish brought before you and actually getting to taste it. You you see, it's not just being around what God is doing, but having God doing something deep within us. You see, God's presence can impact you in ways that, that can't always be fully explained sometimes They must be experienced. God's presence is the light that can truly heal even the darkest parts of your life. And many of us, like Saul, have have lost our vision. It says for three days, he was blind. He did not eat or drink anything. For three days, if you've heard the story of Jonah, he was in the belly of a fish. For three days, Jesus was was buried. For three days, he, he could not see. Have you lost your vision? Was your life heading in, in one direction and and now you, you can't see a path forward? Was your, was your marriage headed in one direction and now it's all different and you can't see a path forward? Was your career it was headed in, what, in one direction and now you don't know where to go or what to do? What do you do when you've lost your vision? He, he didn't eat <laughs> or drink anything. I remember a time in my life where where, where I was knocked to the ground because my life was headed in one direction. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, what is going on? I, I, I lost my vision. I did not see a path forward. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I, I actually lost so much weight. I ended up at six foot one. I weighed less than 140 pounds because I could not eat. I could not see a path forward. What do you do? You stay and you wait to hear from God. <laughs> I do not like waiting. I am not patient. I do not like waiting uh for anything. I don't even like waiting for God to speak, but the only thing harder than waiting on God is is wishing you had. Because when you don't wait on God, you end up with a life you're like, "How did I end up here? You end up in a career where you're not satisfied. You, you end up in a, in a wrong relationship. You, you end up in, in something that, that is not what God has for you. With, with God, waiting is not wasted. In fact, while we're waiting, get this, God is working. He is actually working through the waiting. Not only is He working on the situation, on the problem, on the circumstance, he's actually working on us. With God, it's worth the wait. I want you to know the future God has for you, it is worth the wait. The 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 man or the woman God has for you, they're worth the wait. The the career God has for you, it's it's worth the wait. If someone is thinking, wait, hold on, <laughs> I thought. I thought Jesus was supposed to open blind eyes. <laughs> not not cause us to to lose our vision, but sometimes in life we we could have the wrong vision or we could end up with with double vision. D- double vision where where we're seeing what the world has to offer and then we're also seeing what God has to offer and we're like we we got we got double vision. <laughs> God wants to bring clear vision to our lives. Years ago I had LASIK surgery on my eyes. It, I'll never forget it was it was kind of scary the way that they did it. And it was with lasers, and yet afterwards, I was like, whoa. I had worn contacts or or I had glasses, but after LASIKs, my my vision, I could see more clearly. One of my eyes ended up being 2015, the other was 2010. I was like, this is amazing, but not just the, not just the clarity, but the colors were so different, so much more vibrant than when I had contacts or when I wore glasses. You, you see, your lack of vision right now may, may not be the absence of God in your life, but maybe his very presence, wanting to show you a, a better and a brighter future. God tells Ananias, <laughs> who, was, who was a believer, to, to go and pray for Saul. He doesn't want to. It's like, I, I don't want to pray for, for, for Saul. If we're honest, that's how many of us are these days. I don't want to go help them. Do, do you know who they voted for in the election? I don't want to vote for them. I don't want to go pray for them. Do, do, do you know the, the lifestyle that, that, that they're living? I don't want to go pray for them. I don't want to help them. I wonder if we're more committed to our paradigms or we're we're more committed to our our, our processes at church, or or we're more committed to our protocols, or or maybe we're more committed to a political party than we are to Jesus and we are to to reaching people. Jesus came to earth for people. He didn't come to to build a religion. He came for relationship. When Jesus walked this earth, we see time after time he was moved by compassion. I, I wonder what moves us today, if it's compassion or if it's anger, if it's compassion or if it's resentment, if it's compassion or if it's, or if it's hurt. Maybe the, the greatest barrier to reaching people today isn't that, that their hearts are hardened toward Jesus What if it's that our hearts are hardened towards them because we've just been dealing with so much? You you may not uh, know it by looking at me, but I lift weights (laughs) five to six times a week. And because I lift weights, I I, I have calluses on my hands, not because uh, I lift a great amount of weight. It's just of because I'm consistent. You see sometimes it's not just the the one big thing we went through or that one big hurt but but just time after time be, the struggle of working with people of of people attacking us we we don't just get our hands calloused but but our hearts have become have become hardened have become callous towards towards reaching people. So so many People right now talk about the world needs to change. Not as many people talk about, I need to change. This is different. The the first thing that I wanna suggest today that that needs to be different is we need a different perspective. In, In order to change the world, we need to change our perspective what what is god asking you to do that you don't want to <laughs> who is god asking you to reach that you don't want to maybe god is asking you to to serve other people maybe your next door neighbors and you're like them i don't want to serve them i don't want to help them out maybe god is is asking you because you're in the glendora area so don't not just join online but but come in person every once in a while and you're like I I, I but but I don't know anyone that, that that would be different maybe God is is working on your heart and saying you you need to you need to give consistently you need to bring the tithe into into God's house, and, and, and you're like, no, I don't, but, but I'm insecure because of what's going on right now financially in the world. You, you see, for many, that, that would be different. Whatever God's asking us, it's like, that's different, and we struggle with different. If we look at our lives, we, we have the same friends. The, the restaurants we go to tend to be the same restaurants what What news station do you watch? Probably the same one every night. We are creatures of habit. <laughs> I find myself I think Lindsay is an amazing cook. She doesn't think so. She's an amazing chef because I like it simple, and I like the same thing every night. it's It's ground meat, grass-fed beef with a little bit of black beans and 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 avocado and and onion and and maybe some sautéed mushrooms or or peppers. I I could eat that every night. The same thing. You see, we want change around us, but but oftentimes we don't want to change. Ananias is like Saul, not Saul. Jonah, what w- was called by God to the people of Nineveh, <laughs> not not them. He ended up in a in a belly of a fish because he was running from the people God had called him to reach. I wonder if we're running from the people God has called us to reach. Maybe we're not physically running, but in our minds and in our hearts, we're, we're running. I, I was never wanting to go into ministry when I was young uh, because growing up in ministry and having my parents as pastors, I was like, God, I love you. I just don't love your people <laughs> because as a kid I saw how I saw how how Christians can be so brutal. Not all, but some. And I, as a kid, I I began to, to get a hard heart. Uh, I began to become callous toward, not towards God, but but towards other people. And God had to, God had to change my heart. I, I had to recognize I need a different perspective. We're called to go into all the world.
1: <laughs> we're going
0: to all in the world to make disciples, not, not all of our world, not all the world, not just the people we want. And yet many of us were like, I would rather stay where I'm at and have the world come to me. Actually, I'll stay where I'm at and not the whole world come to me i want to filter it just the people i want if we're honest there's some people we're like i don't really want to see them up in heaven and, and so we're like oh maybe we can reach those other people by a distance we'll just live stream to all the world some people have asked why why is the church or are we going beyond glendora into into having campuses and in Atlanta, (laughs) starting this month, and and into Sarasota, starting next year, and and into the other places God is is leading us. Why? Because when God says go, we will not say no. We're like, this is different. Yes, we need a different perspective. God told Ananias (laughs) what, what maybe he's telling some of us today. Verse 15, He said, go. (laughs) He's my chosen instrument to proclaim my name. Jesus chooses people we don't. Look at his disciples. He didn't go to the synagogue. He he chose fishermen and, and a tax collector and a physician. Peter seemed emotionally unstable. Judas was a thief And yet Jesus chose them. Jesus is different than us. (laughs) Anyone remember when we were young in PE and there was the captain who got to choose their team thinking, okay, who who looks like they're gonna be the best to fit my team? And then we look at who Jesus chooses and we're like, them? Here's a confession that we need to make. Like, we are more sinful, judgmental, And flawed than you or I would like to admit. (laughs) But here's the thing, we're chosen and we are more loved and accepted by Jesus than we can ever think possible. This is different. Not only do we need a different perspective, but in order to reach the the world, God's saying we need some different people, (laughs) different than we think. God said, listen, he is my chosen, I chose him. He's my chosen instrument. An instrument is a means whereby something is achieved. (laughs) Musicians have instruments. You may not play guitar, and so you could pick up a guitar and be like, oh my goodness, that in your hands, uh, that guitar... uh, it, that sounds bad not doing anything in my hands i'm i'm okay but but in the hands of a talented musician whoa what that guitar can produce is amazing just this last week i, I went into the doctor's office and i had to have a little procedure done and the doctor had instruments. <laughs> uh, I was okay with the doctor having those instruments, but if that was you holding those instruments, I would say, uh-uh, you are not getting close to me because in your hands, <laughs> it's, you see, in God's hands, the ordinary can accomplish the extraordinary. <laughs> this is different. And Ananias went and he prayed for Saul. Immediately, immediately he could see. I find this amazing that that God did not give Saul his vision back out on that road. He, He sent a person to a house. Jesus uses people to help others take a different path. You see, this is different. This is a different perspective, this is a different person, and this is a different path. God is sending us on a different path. Someone, they've been knocked down, they've lost their vision, and they're not waiting on God. They're waiting on me and they're waiting on you but we need to be okay with a different path. I wonder if one of the reasons God shut Saul's eyes was also to open Ananias's, because this was a transforming moment, not just for Saul, but for Ananias as well. I believe right now, God wants to open some blind eyes, and God also wants to open (laughs) <laughs> and some hard hearts, and soften them towards other people. You see, in order to help open the eyes of others, we must, we must first open our hearts to them.